Hey, uh, welcome everybody. Welcome River Glen. Welcome everybody here in Waukesha, everybody online, everybody over in, in Pewaukee. Uh, great to have you with us. Did you guys uh, enjoy the great weather? Yeah. Yeah, it's beautiful today. Beautiful day. God gave us a great day. And I'm really glad uh, you're here for what is really a historic weekend in the life of our church. Every weekend we take up an offering to fuel our uh, mission. But today we're, we're taking a, a bold step of faith because later on in the service when we, when we take up the offering, we're giving it away. Every penny of the offering to meet needs locally, regionally, and globally as a demonstration of the love and the uh, compassion of Jesus. This is actually the third time we've done this offering uh, giveaway. We did it in 2015. We did it again last year. And just out of curiosity, I looked up that when you add those two together, the last two times, that's the total, just over $264,000 uh, given away, but more than dollars. I mean, it's the impact that it's making uh, for Jesus on the lives of uh, people. So we're doing it again as uh, we wrap up the series called More. First weekend, we talked about more life Jesus gives us. And then the second week, we talked about more joy and then more love and then more hope. And today we're wrapping it up with more impact because when you, when you discover uh, the life of more uh, that Jesus offers, you want other people to experience it. You want to share it with other uh, people. But if I'm being transparent with you, uh, we almost skipped. Uh, we thought about skipping the offering giveaway uh, this year because of COVID and all the uncertainty. It's been a tough year for, for everybody. And some people have been hit. I mean, really, really uh, hard. A uh, week before last, I went to get a uh, haircut. Uh, I do get haircuts. Um, uh, my wife's been cutting my hair during COVID, done a really good job. It's easy to do. But some of you know this, she fell, broke her shoulder. And so I went to the barber, back to the barber for the first time. And uh, been going to this barber shop for many years. And I asked the lady cutting my hair, I said, what's it been like for you this year? And she said, she went three and a half months without a paycheck. And she's got a little kid. Three and a half months, no paycheck. And, and you know, business is back open, but it's not as busy as it was. Tough year uh, for her and for uh, many of us. And we thought about skipping the offering giveaway this year. Well, you know what? We can look around and we can see the needs of people in our community and in our region and around the world. And, 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 and we can say, you know what, there are more needs now than ever. And it may be more important for us to do the offering giveaway this year than ever before. And uh, that's what our leaders decided. We're all in and uh, we'd love to have you join us today. But before we get into all of that, maybe some of you got hit really hard this year and maybe you need some help from us. I want you to know we have resources available. We have a, a ministry called RG Cares that provides uh, meals to people. We also have a benevolence ministry that provides help to people. We have a, a prayer team. And so let us know how we can help you and pray for you. There's space on the welcome cards. Sue talked about that. Fill that out and let us know how we can, how we can pray uh, for you. Well, I chose a scripture for today where uh, Jesus... Jesus is going through a tough time. Do you know that he went through some tough seasons in his life? In Matthew chapter 13, Jesus, uh, he went to his hometown of Nazareth to teach in the synagogue. And he taught a great message, but the people in his hometown rejected him. You know, they didn't want to hear it. That would be hard, wouldn't it, to go to your hometown, people that you grew up with, and they refuse to accept you? And then right after that, in Matthew chapter 14, Jesus gets some terrible news about his cousin, John the Baptist, 
Uh, John the Baptist grew up with Jesus. They were great friends. He stayed loyal to Jesus. He baptized Jesus. John the Baptist was all about uh, Jesus. And then Jesus gets this horrible news that John died a terrible death. To be specific, King Herod had John the Baptist beheaded. And so it's a very difficult time for Jesus. And it says in verse 13 that he, he withdrew to spend some time alone. He just needed some rest. He needed replenishment. And so Jesus gets in a boat on the Sea of Galilee. But people see Jesus in this boat and they start following him. And this huge crowd gathers but I want you to see how Jesus responds to this massive crowd. When Jesus landed the boat and he saw a large crowd, look at this, he had compassion on them and he healed their sick. He didn't get the rest that he needed. He didn't get the time away that he needed because of this large crowd. But Jesus responds with compassion and he starts healing the sick people. And notice how compassion fueled Jesus to, to meet needs even when he was tired and, and worn out. You know, I mentioned earlier, my wife, uh, Marnie, fell and uh, broke her shoulder. Here's what happened. She was, a, she was in the front yard, home alone, spreading some uh, mulch in the front yard. She slipped and she fell into the side of our brick house and landed uh, face down. And uh, right away, she knew something broke. This is a little bit graphic, but she's uh, lying on the ground and she, she, she said she thought her arm was underneath her and it was actually up against the house. And so she, she couldn't move her arm and she cried out for help. Then she remembers she's got her phone in her pocket. She takes out her phone. She calls 911. And while she's on the phone, out of the corner of her eye, she sees two running shoes. A man jogging down our street heard her cry, and he stopped to help her. He took the phone. He talked to 911, told them her location and her uh, condition. He, then he called me, and I left immediately, went home, and he stayed, he stayed with her. Then another woman came over and asked Marnie if she could pray with her. You know, we wish we could thank these people, but Marnie uh, never saw their faces. She only saw their shoes. She didn't know them. And by the time I got there, the ambulance arrived and they were gone. I wish, I wish I could tell them how their compassion, their compassion made a huge difference. See, they didn't just feel sympathy. They showed compassion. There's a difference. Uh, sympathy is just a feeling. Sympathy. Compassion is stronger. Compassion fuels you and motivates you to respond and help someone in need. And, and I wonder, have, have you felt compassion recently? Such a strong emotion that it fuels you, it drives you to meet a need and help someone. You know, that's how Jesus feels about you. That, that's what motivated Jesus to heal these sick people in the crowd that day. And remember, Jesus is tired, he's worn out. He just got rejected in his hometown. He just got some terrible news about his cousin. But he sees the needs of people in the crowd. And he feels compassion. And he takes action. And he starts healing the sick. And he doesn't just heal the sick. He goes on and he feeds, he feeds that crowd of, of 5,000 hungry people that day. You know, if you read through the Gospels, you're going to find this emotion or feeling is attributed to Jesus more than any other feeling or emotion and I want us to feel this emotion today because compassion fuels us when we're, when we're tired, uh, worn out, busy, indifferent. Compassion fuels us to meet the needs 
that God's called us uh, to meet. And God's put some uh, important needs, some great needs to meet in front of us uh, today. If you study compassion in the Gospels, you find that oftentimes this word is associated with the word saw. For example, in verse 14, when Jesus landed and saw a large crowd, he had compassion on them. And he healed the sick. The word saw here is not a quick glance. You know, it's not, okay, I'm looking at my phone. Oh, there you are. And I'm looking at my phone again. No, it's looking and seeing and recognizing and understanding. It's asking God to help us see the world that way, to help us to see people that way. I want you to see some of the people and some of the needs that today's offering, this weekend's offering, is going to meet locally and regionally and globally. Take a look. Yeah, what a great opportunity we have today. Yeah. Great to hear how God's working. What a great opportunity we have today to uh, show compassion and meet needs and make a bigger impact for Jesus. At River Glen, we've always taken the approach that uh, rather than us starting nonprofits, if there already are nonprofit organizations uh, meeting needs, you know, those organizations are, are not our competitors. They're our partners. And so let's, let's help them. Let's strengthen them. And we can show more compassion and make an even bigger impact for Jesus working together. Organizations like this one right here, Hebron House here in, in Waukesha. Do you know this, that we have a, we have a, a growing uh, problem with homelessness in Waukesha and, and Pewaukee. The Hebron House provides three uh, facilities, three shelters. And uh, last year, get this, they provided over 16,000 nights of shelter to people. That's a lot of shelter. That's a lot of compassion. Almost, almost 17,000 nights of shelter last year. We had some leftover money because, of, because one of our partners had a project fall through this past year. And last month we gave $10,000 to Hebron House to replace the furnace in one of their shelters so they can be ready for the cold weather. And uh, we've also included Hebron House in our uh, offering giveaway uh, this weekend. Here's another organization that's shown a lot of compassion. Habitat for Humanity, we plan to give $20,000 from the offering this weekend to sponsor a, a, a new home you heard about in the video in, in Waukesha. This will be our fourth build with uh, Habitat, and, and not just money. I mean, we're going to roll up our sleeves and, and volunteer and pound some nails. If you've never uh, volunteered at a Habitat work site, you, you would love it. Um, they can use anybody. If they can use me, uh, they, can use, they can use you. You can volunteer on our next project, which breaks ground later this month, and then uh, we'll volunteer in the uh, spring. Here's one of our new partners this year called Upstart Kitchen. Uh, they provide meals to feed the hungry in Milwaukee, which is very timely with COVID. They also provide kitchen space and training to help people start new food businesses. Uh, some of you who are here show up weekend, maybe you met some of their... Uh, uh, food, uh, food uh, businesses that they, that they have helped. Here's their strategy. Of, of, they, they help people to find Jesus and a job. And, and that helps transform their lives and it helps transform the city. 
You saw their leader in the video, Pastor Walter Harvey. Uh, uh, Walter served as pastor of Park Lawn Assembly of God in Milwaukee for 28 years. And he's got a big heart of compassion for Milwaukee. And he's also got a great vision for church planting. We've included Upstart in the offering this weekend to help with their facility costs. They just opened a new facility in Milwaukee. We've also included $25,000 in the offering this weekend for our next church plant. This will be the, the 10th new church that we've helped start since 2010. We've also included uh, two new churches in, in this offering this weekend uh, that we currently support. Uh, 2020 has been a challenging year for new churches. But Church planners like Ike Miller, Ike Miller, who you saw in the video, I mean, they're finding a way to move their church forward and advance the mission of Jesus. They're not just going through COVID, they're growing through it, showing compassion and reaching more people for Jesus. And we also included a new church in Panama. Last year, I got to uh, travel to Panama and meet Jose Rodriguez and his family. Pastor Jose was preparing to launch the church and everything was going great until COVID hit right before their grand opening. And Panama got hit hard. They have suffered from food shortage. And so we're going to take part of the offering this weekend, $25,000, to buy food. And we're going to pack meals and send them to Panama. We set a goal of, of sending 100,000 meals. And Pastor Jose is going to distribute the food to show compassion and invite people to his, his new church and, and hopefully baptize more people. So mark your calendars for uh, Friday and Saturday, November 13th and 14th. We're going to have a meal packing event at both campuses, Waukesha and Pewaukee. Here's a picture of what it looks like. This is a church in Florida that recently had a meal packing event. It's going to be a great event. And uh, we, we need your help packing meals. It'll be socially distanced. A ministry called Lifeline is going to provide the equipment and the training so that we can pack these 100,000 meals. And this is a great event. This is for everybody. This is for families, individuals of all ages, life groups, ministry teams to come together. What a great opportunity for us to come together as a church, both campuses, and show compassion and feed the hungry in Panama and help Jose launch his new church. I attended a meal packing event at a church in Greenfield uh, last year, and I had a blast. And uh, I was like, man, we've got to do this at River Glen. I think you're going to love this event. Uh, maybe you can come and volunteer for an hour or two or maybe the whole time slot. Uh, you'll be able to sign up at our uh, website. I, can, I could go on and on uh, talking about uh, what, what, we've, what we've got planned. These are just some of the projects and partners in today's offering. We, we asked our partners for, for a wish list for the next year. And we took some items from their wish list. And when we put together our, our, our entire list, it adds up to $150,000 to cover everything. And uh, that's a big number for us. That's like three times our average weekly offering. And so that's a stretch for us. And, but, but we would love to do it all. We would love to do it all. And I believe we can with everyone participating. This is a unique opportunity we have today. There's not many opportunities like this where you have a clear opportunity, a clear way to make an impact for Jesus like, like we do today. This is a, a chance for you to show compassion and change the way people see Jesus. And it brings purpose and meaning to your life. Here's a question to ask yourself if, if you want to feel the compassion of, of Jesus. Ask yourself this question when you see somebody in need. What would it be like to be him or her? 
You see a homeless person in Waukesha, what would it be like to be him or her? Not what do they believe or what are their politics? What would it be like to be him or her? You see a child who doesn't have a safe family, what would it be like to be him or her? You, you see someone struggling with an addiction, what would it be like to be him or her? You see someone who is uh, struggling with a disability, what would it be like to be him or, or her? You see somebody who's far from God and needs Jesus, what would it be like to be him or her? That's the question I think Jesus asked when he saw the crowd, what would it be like to be him or her? And he, and he felt compassion and he started to heal the sick. And then he went on to perform an amazing miracle. Matthew 14, chapter 14 goes on and tells this amazing story of how we can make a greater impact than we ever imagined. Remember, Jesus is going through a difficult time. He just got rejected in his hometown. He just got some terrible news about John the Baptist. But he sees the crowd, feels compassion. And so he gets out of this boat on the Sea of Galilee and he goes over to a hillside and he begins to teach the massive crowd that have gathered. And people love to hear Jesus teach and they're leaning in and they're listening, captivated by every word and time passes really quickly and pretty soon it's dinner time and people start getting hungry. And so the disciples come together and they put their heads together and they come up with this idea. They come to Jesus and here's what they say. Maybe you didn't realize this, Jesus, but this is a remote place and it's already getting late. Send the crowds away so they can go to the villages and buy themselves uh, some food. You know, maybe there's a Culver's or a Cousin's in the village nearby. But Jesus has a different idea. He, he looks at his disciples and he says, they don't, not, not, they don't need to go away. You give them something to eat. But that makes no sense to the disciples. There's like a handful of disciples, but it says 5,000 men in the crowd. And when you add in the women and the children, it's probably closer to 15,000 hungry people in the crowd. That's too many people. That's too many mouths to feed. And maybe in some ways, when we look at the great needs, when we talk about the great needs in our community, in our region, and in our world, maybe when you saw the needs in the, in the video, maybe you began to feel compassion, and then you think, but what can I do? The need is so great. I mean, how can I make a, a difference? That's how the disciples felt. And so the disciples actually protest, and they say, but Jesus, you know, we, only, we have here only five loaves of bread and two fish. And I love Jesus' next comment. Think, think about not just the disciples. Think about your, 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 yourself. Here's what Jesus said. Those, those five loaves and two fish, bring them here to me. Imagine him smirking. Bring them to me and see what I will do. Trust me with them. And, and they do. They, they obey him. They, they, they put it in his hands. They place it before him. And nobody anticipated what would happen next except Jesus. Look, look at what happens. And he directed the people to sit down on the grass, taking the five loaves and the two fish and looking up to heaven, he gave thanks and broke the loaves. Then he gave them to the disciples and the disciples gave them to the people. They all ate and were satisfied and the disciples picked up 12 basketfuls of broken pieces that were left over. The number of those who ate was about 5,000 men besides women and children. You see what happened? They had a huge need, huge opportunity. And Jesus says, trust me with, with, with what you have and I'll do more than you can imagine. More impact 
than you can ever imagine. And so they do. I would have loved to have watched Jesus breaking loaves of bread. He keeps breaking loaves. And they're like, how's he doing this? He just breaks loaves, keeps breaking more and more loaves. And they keep handing them out. The disciples get to be part of the miracle. And not only does Jesus multiply what they gave and feed 15,000 hungry people, but there's a part of the story that gets missed a lot. Not, not only does everybody in the crowd get fed, but did you catch the last part? There are leftovers. The disciples thought they gave their lunch away, but Jesus gave them the leftovers. And, and how, how many basketfuls of food were left over? Twelve. How many disciples were there? Twelve. Yeah. The, the disciples, uh, the people who gave, the disciples who gave actually leave with more than when they came. It's pretty cool, isn't it? And I think that's what Jesus wants to do today. He says, trust me with what you have. And not only will I meet these needs, I will meet these needs, and you're going to leave here with something more, something more than you could ever imagine. Look at this promise that uh, Jesus makes to all of his, all of his uh, followers. Give, that's the, that's the first domino to fall, give, and it will be given to you. A good measure, pressed down, shaken together, and running over will be poured into your lap. For with the measure you use, it will be measured to uh, you. You know, it reminds me of eating ice cream. I like to go through drive-thrus and, and get ice cream. And uh, oftentimes they'll give you a cup with a lid on it, ice cream in it, and it's got a lid on it. And uh, you ever have this happen? You take the lid off and there's a gap, you know, it's not filled all the way. That's a bummer, you know, <laughs> when that happens, isn't it? I love it when I go through one of these drive-thrus and I get a Sunday, and I take the cover off and, you know, pecans falling out, hot fudge overflowing and dripping. Uh, one time I, I dripped hot fudge on my interior of my car. I actually had to go get some special cleaner to, to clean the interior of my car, but it was worth it. That's what happens when we give. Jesus says, blessings running over and overflowing. Jesus promises when we take what we have and put it in his hands, he does something amazing, even miraculous, not only to meet these needs, but you'll walk away with more than you imagined. I want you to know, Marnie and I, we, we love this weekend. We love the uh, offering uh, giveaway and the impact for Jesus. And uh, we're given uh, an extra gift above and beyond our, our normal giving. Our, it'll be our largest gift of the year. I encourage you to join us. Pray and give what God leads you to give. And you know, maybe you're new. I know we, we, we have some new people that have started attending with us. It seems like each week we meet someone uh, new. Uh, maybe you just started attending a few weeks ago. But I can't think of a better next step and a way for you to get on mission with Jesus than by uh, giving generously to help those who have such great need. You're welcome to jump in with us uh, today. Now, there's a few ways that you can give today. You can use the uh, offering envelope. It's in the seat back in front of you. Or you can, you can take out your phone right now. And you can just uh, text the word River Glen to this number, 77977. You get a reply with some simple instructions, easy to follow. You can also give electronically to, the, uh, to this offering before midnight tomorrow night. And uh, every penny given this week and, and this past week and this, and this weekend will be given away. So here's how we're going to do it. I'm going to pray. And then during this next song, we're going to have communion and offering. We don't normally do it this way, but uh, for today, we're going we're to do both 
communion and offering. We've got several stations around the room. We've got four stations up front. We've got two in the back of the, of the lower level. And we're going to keep the music playing. We're going to give you plenty of time, no hurry. Encourage you to mask up and socially distance and, and space out. If you're watching online, encourage you to have communion with us and offering. Uh, grab some a juice, maybe crackers, or maybe some other liquid and solid. You can also give uh, your offering by using the give button provided by the online host. I want you to think about it this way. Communion represents God's compassion to us. God saw our need, and he didn't just feel sorry for us. He saw our need, and he sent Jesus to meet our need and sacrifice himself. The, the, the bread represents Christ's body. The juice represents Christ's blood. And we take in God's compassion through communion. And then I want you to think of the offering as God's compassion flowing through you to meet needs locally, regionally, and around the, the world. And so I'm going to pray. And then during this next song, when you're uh, ready... You can just get up from your seat and uh, get your communion. Our communion is open to anyone who receives the love and the compassion of God through Jesus. And then you can, you can give your offering uh, in the gray basket and return to your seat and take communion. Think of God's compassion to us in communion and God's compassion through us uh, in the offering to meet needs locally, regionally and globally. Let me pray for us. God, thank you for demonstrating your great compassion for us by sending Jesus into this world to die on a cross for our sins so that we can live uh, with you now and forever. Thank you for the most compassionate and generous act in all of history. And God, thank you for putting some great opportunities in front of our church today to demonstrate your love and compassion and make a bigger impact for Jesus in our community, in region, and around the world. God, I pray that like those disciples, we would trust you with what we have today. And we ask you to use these gifts that we give today to show your compassion and love and change more lives. And it's in Jesus' name, amen.